Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Saints podcast. Those of you who are watching our video can see I've got our old friend, your pastor, Jeff Shaw, with me today. Great to have you with us, Jeff. Great to be here once again. And this week's podcast, I wanted to have a conversation with you about a string of, I thought, really insightful and thought-provoking comments and one-liners on the All Saints men's group chat that erupted and blossomed wonderfully last Sunday afternoon. Do you check the All Saints group chat regularly, Jeff? I, well, I do. I've actually gotten more regular about checking it, so don't take my absence of commenting as my (laughs) eyes aren't on it. My eyes are on it. Um, You're stalking is what you're saying. Well, yeah, and I guess, I guess, uh, I'm going to get gain a reputation for only posting when I need something. Right? I need some <laughs> volunteers to help me with this or that or the other at the church. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, but um, I do listen. Sometimes I'm probably always a little behind, which is one of the reasons I don't think I chime in more mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, we've we've moved on to something else that's going to look yeah, ridiculous. That's right, that's right, that's right. I know. Yeah, if, you, if you kind of flag a post from three days ago, yeah. But, but the the stalking thing is is like it's entirely in chess because because actually what it is, I mean, I'm I'm really encouraged by. Um, the kind of stuff that um, I read you guys talking about um, most of the time, mm-hmm. let the hero understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, and, and a lot of the time, it's just helpful because um, as a pastor, uh, it's just, you know, you guys are talking about stuff and um, we just want to interact with you about it. And I was this close to actually posting a bunch of stuff on Sunday evening. And I thought, no, you know what? This might be helpful just to hear your thoughts about it. And Pastor Shaw, uh, also to talk about it at a bit of length, maybe share the ideas with other people as well. So hopefully this can continue the conversation. Um, and what, really what happened was, so one of our members, and I'm not going to name any names, okay? I mean, some of you know who you are. <laughs> call you out. Uh, call you out. You won't do this again. Gents, aside from your reading and exercise, what hobbies do you partake in to help relieve stress in whatever free time you have? There's some assumptions right there. There's some assumptions. From about, about reading and time. exercise. Huh? Reading. So, I mean, and, and I just want to walk through some of these comments. So, I mean, the, the first thought is, um, okay, relieving stress and apart from reading and exercise and free time. So <laughs> that's another assumption. Yeah, that's another assumption, mm-hmm. which somebody else picked up a second or so later. But um, I think it's a really great question because truth is um, everybody will have uh, jobs that ought to be, or everyone ought to have jobs that are exhausting, right? I mean, because we, uh, we've we talked a fair amount this last year about work and about giving ourselves wholeheartedly to our work. And so some of you are in um, uh, physically demanding jobs. Uh, some of you have got vocations which are mentally demanding and, you know, you come home in the evening and you, you've, you might have physically the caffeine jitters, but mentally you're just completely washed out and unable to sustain a coherent conversation. Hmm. So th- there are different forms of stress, even when things are going well. And then there is always, sometimes there's the emotional tension that b- builds up, there's the frustration and so on. So right. reading and exercise... I just thought that was an interesting place to start. Do you want to share any thoughts about that, Pastor Shaw? Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, and, and uh, do what I say and not what I know. Uh, <laughs> as it, you know, yeah. I, obviously, I honestly have not been um, uh, working out a lot lately, mm-hmm. you know, and that's actually something that I know it's almost a cliche to in the new year, focus on your, you yeah, know, yeah, make some resolution, getting back into gym. shape. But that's something that Brianne and I, Hopefully my kids won't watch the podcast and know that one of their Christmas presents that's coming is that we're going to just get a family membership to the Y because, you know, right. it's a great way working. to exercise and spend time with the family mm. together. Mm. And we're just 
all a little too sedentary right now, right now. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. I mean, I've got a, a couple of Christmases ago, I got a set of weights and right. I have yeah. my seasons where I get back on the horse yeah. and fall back off the wagon, so to speak in terms of, uh, yeah. exercise. But I do know that every time I'm involved in exercise, it's really invigorating in terms yeah. of, I mean, yeah. I sleep better. I'm, you know, even I, I concentrate better in my work yeah. and, and yeah. work harder. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think that's probably a, a thing lots of people have observed. There were a couple of other comments later in the, in the, um, in the chat, um, along the lines of lift things. Yes. Um, and you know, the, the thing I've, I found interesting, men should I, lift things. Men should lift things. Yes, should lift things. <laughs> well, there's, there's this, a correlation between, I find it my, in my own just exercise and routines and everything else, there's a correlation between the level of mental strain I feel and how much exercise I've, mm-hmm. I'm getting. And my temptation is to think that the way the correlation works is when I'm really busy, I don't have time for exercise. When I'm really busy, I'm more stressed because of the busyness. Right. And I wonder, I mean, maybe there's some of that, but maybe it's actually when I don't make time for exercise, I get more exhausted, get more mm-hmm. stressed, don't sleep so well. And there's that kind of vicious circle. And obviously everyone knows that when you've got hard deadlines and you're running up against 12 or 14 hour days and you get home at nine in the evening, it's like you, you really just, you don't want to go to the gym then. Right. So sometimes it works that way. But I wonder if actually as much of the time it's the failure to make time for physical activity of whatever kind right. that contributes to the stress and the lack of sleep and the lack of productivity. I think that's probably true. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was challenged by my, my brother-in-law of all people, um, is Nicole's sister's husband, who's a, a very busy GP, uh, a general practitioner lives in, in England, obviously. And I was talking to him about, oh, yeah, it's sometimes hard to get to the gym and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And he just said it straight. He said, well, look, if, if you want to do it, you'll make time for it. And he is a serious runner and um, uh, cyclist. So he'll cycle, you know, hundreds of miles a week right. and run dozens of miles a week, mostly before work. He'll just get up and do it. And I know people in the congregation All Saints who do, who, who for whom that's just what they need to do. And it's, I think that's good. It's yeah. And I think especially for the... Hey, if you've got a if you've got a job that requires a lot of physical exertion, mm-hmm. you might get away with not exercising. But if right, you've got right. a job like I do, and there's a lot of people like right. us who have we, desk jobs and email yeah. jobs and yeah. pastoral job, you know, interacting with people, mm. it can, it's really easy to. Yeah, we are not you know. built to spend our entire lives either asleep or sitting down. Right. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's something I have touched on before in, in relation to mental health. And there's a podcast out there and a, a men's discipleship breakfast recording about this, but God has built us so that we will function well when our lives contain a certain cluster of different kinds of food and rest mm-hmm. and sleep and activity yep. as well as mental work. And for those of us who are blessed to have a job that doesn't involve getting out of an air conditioned office, we have to work to get the requisite calorie burn during the day. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the earliest uh, feedback, um, second and third comments in this chain, there's like two or three comments further down. There are one or two things I'm not going to read out, but anyway, um, uh, build things, somebody said. And I really like that because, um, <laughs> because in truth, it, 
um, reflected one of the things that I find enjoyment in doing. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. 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 Well, and here's the reason why, and this slightly (laughs) sparks off your comment a moment ago about if you, if you have a job that involves a lot of physical work, you may not need to make such an effort to get physical work, you know, workouts in in the gym or running or whatever. Um, building things. I actually like being creative with Mm -hmm. doing, uh, wood turning, uh, carpentry. I'm not very good, but I enjoy doing it. And the reason I think the reason is because I spend all day using my brain. Basically it's either talking to people or reading books or praying with people it's mentally demanding and so when i get home actually it's for me it's a real effort to read i don't read at home as much as i used to yeah in, in you know years past but you but, read a lot at work as well and so right i'm reading really tons need, of stuff here right but i do want to do something creative so I, I i realized years ago i started making bread baking bread and i enjoyed it and i couldn't really figure out why until right. i realized not only that it kind of tastes nice but it gives you a creative and mentally absorbing outlet hmm. that is not bookish. Yep. And I don't know whether that's something you found over well, the years. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I don't think I'm as creative as you in terms of I've never tried to make bread, bread from scratch, and I don't make bowls from logs. <laughs> but what I do enjoy a great deal is fixing things. Right, right, right. And even just the very simple tasks of... Um, I mean, tomorrow, I know what I'm doing most of the day, mm-hmm. yard work, mm-hmm. uh, leaves are piling up and I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I right. mean, maybe I complained on the way out the door to my wife that, oh, yeah. look at all those leaves. I'm going to have to get to those tomorrow. But I'm actually kind of looking forward yeah, yeah, to it yeah. because yeah. I know it's going to be a perfect autumn day. I'm mm-hmm. going to be not in, not in the office, not in the office. And I'm going to be out working there with my son Yeah, and we're going to be gathering up all those leaves and maybe Maybe burning leaves. My neighbor's got some yeah. huge 55-gallon drums. and they... Yeah, if we see the sirens coming yeah, around exactly. or the billows of black smoke, <laughs> we'll know where they're coming to, right? But, but you, you, you just dropped something in there, which I think is really significant. Um, the, you said, with my son. Yeah. So Adam's got uh, – is it Adam or Johnny? Or, or, it's, it's, well, it's uh, Adam who I was referring Adam, to. Adam, you're referring to and yeah. Johnny. And maybe so he's Emma's 13. Be... I mean, Adam's 13, so yeah. he, he needs to be out there. Johnny, Johnny you have to – Teach and train Johnny, you yeah, know, yeah. to stay focused. But yeah, he, and Emmett he likes can kick to... the leaves around for yeah, you. That's right, Emmett. We're just yeah. trying to fix what he's. But but there's an important up. point there. One of the guys later said, and I can't can't find the exact quote. Let me just try and find it because it's really yeah. One of the guys said, "It's all as kid integrated as possible." Mm-hmm. And I just thought that yeah. was a really really helpful insight and one that I mean, just you talk about that. Um, how do you turn a a job? Like, you know, you've got to clear up the yard for the winter before it starts raining and before if it if it's going to get really wet, it's right. going to be hard to do that. How do you turn that into something that's really productive and positive? You make it relational, right? Right. right. They, your sons want to work. They do. They want to work with you. Right. They, right. I mean, if you're just all well. you have to do is remember how, remember how it was when you wanted to work with your father, mm. right? When he taught you how to work on your car. Right. Or just, or just brought you alongside him to say, Hey, we're going to go do this and Mm. chop wood or whatever it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they feel like men, they feel like they're doing what God called them to do when they build a fire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we know I I want to encourage um, both the the dads and the young boys actually to self-consciously embrace that. I think sometimes what can happen, I I know this myself, Mm -hmm. sometimes what can happen is you, you get so wrapped up in the, 
the task of I've got to get this work done. Yeah. That inevitably, especially if you've got younger kids, having them along does slow you down. And sometimes mm-hmm. I've been guilty of this. I know it's just quicker to do it yourself. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 what a tragedy to miss that opportunity to actually build those relationships in that kind of constructive way with your children yeah. and especially dads with your sons to show them those kind of responsibilities. Yeah. I was recently convicted that um, I won't name names either, but I, I, um, I got an invite from somebody in the church to say, Hey, I got a, I got a job for your son, mm. you know, to do. And I went home, I talked to Brianne and I got back to that person. I said, you know, I, I need to do a little more with him. Like, I don't want you to employ him yet. He's not quite ready, mm-hmm. but I, it's my responsibility to get him up to that level to because it's not my responsibility to just hand him off to somebody else mm. yeah. as a role model and say, you know, you, you train my son how to yes. work hard. No, yes. I, I need to train him how to work hard and actually he'll really enjoy it too. Right. Right. You get that great right. sense of satisfaction out of being. Uh, really tired at the end of the day and looking back and going, look what I did. Yeah. You yeah. know, look at that beautiful yeah. leaf free lawn. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that strikes me about this um, kid focused piece is truth is you are not going to have as much free time as you once did. Once you have children, I mean, right. w- w- one of the guys, <laughs> one of the earlier comments on this was, what is this free time concept you speak of? And I won't tell you yeah. who said it, but another wise, another little uh, wise one-liner from a father of two children. And there is some expectation adjustment, I think, that new fathers oh, yeah. need to embrace, right? Right. Um, maybe you really like golf. Um, I used to play it weekly. You when play, I, was, I played golf. When you were a single weekly, guy. When I was a single guy. Right, right. And then right. you got married and it's like. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe I can yeah, play Maybe I can play some with some guys, <laughs> right. but. Yeah. yeah, and then I had kids, and I'm like, okay, I play at golf tournaments, right? right you know, right. for charity or something, right? When I yeah. get an invitation for yeah. that, skiing. I used to ski. Really? Yeah, I loved skiing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about unwinding, and it's physical, and it's mm. you're in God's creation. And it's just one of the most beautiful, pleasant. And you live in California, and it's like, yeah, but yeah. you're young. You know, you got disposable yeah. income, all these kinds of things, and then you get married, and you look at skiing, and it's usually out of Right. Range. It's, it's, and that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, like, we're going to find different consuming. ways. Yeah, it's time consuming. Family membership at the Y. That's that's where yeah. it's at now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I I remember this very distinctly um, uh, when we were in London, and this is way way back. Um, as a kid growing up, I was a soccer player. I used to love soccer. I played a little bit of other things. I played rugby, mm-hmm. played cricket, mm-hmm. but I was best at soccer, and I loved it. And Ben took him along to a soccer um, club nearby and he, he did it for a few years when he was you know six seven eight years old right and I think he kind of liked it he didn't go wild for it but he he liked it and then his uncle the same uncle actually I mentioned earlier who's um uh, uh the, the athlete uh, gave him a cricket bat for his birthday of a Christmas one year and he just totally fell in love with cricket and it was just a really fascinating kind of decision point for me because mm. I had previously done a little bit of soccer like i did play on saturday mornings when i was at seminary like a few times a year or something right but i realized like if i want to spend time with my son as he's growing up he's clearly he doesn't want to play soccer he wants to play cricket my last 
cricket experience before that was getting hit in the face by a cricket ball that nearly knocked me unconscious right so so you can imagine can't wait, my to, get back into that, can't right? wait to get back into that yeah and um and i think that's something you know I, I there are lots of things i've not done right in this whole domain of leisure with my family but i'm very glad of the uh the decision that i made at that point which was in effect, if you've got children, you have to shape your leisure right. around them. Right. And uh, for a lot of young dads, I think that comes as a surprise and even a source of resentment. And they, they don't talk it through their wives. They don't, and their wives are feeling like, well, I don't want to stop him doing what he likes to do. But really, what's happened is the husband and father has not embraced the responsibility of fatherhood right. by thinking, no, I. I Maybe I get to play golf when I retire. And that's mm -hmm. fine. Or mm -hmm. maybe I play once every six or eight weeks or I play in tournaments, but I don't get to play twice a week now. Right. That's like half a day each time. It's just. I know. Um, I know I should savor every moment I have of this because who mm. knows? Emmett may be the last. You know? <laughs> Emmett still at the end, at, when I come home at the end of the day, he yells, daddy's home. He can, we have a little ding, ding, ding that goes off in the at the front door when the front door opens. Right, right. And he yells, Daddy's home. And he runs to me and he hugs me. And one of the best things to do with him right in that moment is roughhouse. With Wrestle him. with him. He just yeah. loves. I mean, and that is formational. Yeah. I think for yeah. for sons too. They want that yeah. interaction yeah. and that, you know, it's just play. It's just mm. tickling and wrestling and fighting and, mm. you know. Just there's a, there's an element, isn't there, where, and I think this is probably particularly for pastors who have a lot of interaction with other people and their children. But I think it goes broader than that to make your children know that they are special to you. Yeah. You know, you don't wrestle on the floor with other people's kids, right? No, <laughs> please don't. You see me doing that. Stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop you. Um, but, but there is something, um, that, that creates a kind of specialness of relationship in the way that you, you know, the way mm -hmm. that you hug your daughters and the way that you rough house with your sons. And, right. and yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I want to jump back into a few of these because there were some really helpful comments here. Where were yeah. we? Yeah. And I was, um, I tell you, I was really impressed with you, you, what some you of our guys yeah, are up yeah. to, you know? I mean, one guy's uh, photography, exercise again. Um, there was there were a couple of people, and we talked about this beforehand, um, uh, pro gamer. Uh, somebody else said a little bit of gaming with friends. I'm... I'm probably less enthusiastic about that. It's not that I don't want to say never. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Just yeah. talk about your thoughts on yeah, kind so of playing we, computer games. Our, sort of our thing kids, a... we do allow our kids to play some video games, but they're right. on a timer. Right. Because we know, I mean, duh, we know mm. how addictive this is. Um, I've even, you know, I can remember that for a very short period of time, I was kind of after the whole gaming thing. I mean, I had a, a an original Atari really? when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> And, but then after that, I, I didn't really have anything I had. I remember ninth grade, I had a good friend who had, remember those keys they had for the arcade games, remember arcade games, right? And then some oh, yeah. guy, the, he the, ran, he, yeah. he, he, he worked at an arcade and he had the key, you know, and he, so you could just go and play. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was probably stealing, but I didn't even think about it and then I was in the ninth <laughs> grade and hanging out with my best friend. So anyway, while we're on the subject right, of things so, to do. Uh, no, but. Where I was going with all of that is, you know, I know it just can suck up your time and yeah, just yeah, be a total yeah. waste of time. We do allow our kids to play some video games, but mm -hmm. we put a timer on and, 
um, and say, you know, that's it. And mm. we want them also to play as much as possible games together. Yeah. So that they're yeah, not just yeah. playing by themselves. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously it's, it's not on par with other activities. Yeah. It's, it's just, well, it's worth saying a word or two about that. Cause it can just sound like a bit of a boomer trope to be saying, Oh, don't play sure. computer games. Yep. But I, I'm not a boomer, by the way. Yeah, I'm a Gen Xer. Like I am you. too. Yeah, yeah just we're, about. We're right? Xers. Yeah, Xers. We're cool. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we had shell suits when we were teenagers. <laughs> Do you have one of those? <laughs> shell suits. Yeah, yeah. It's a shell suit. Oh my goodness, you should have been in Britain. Anyway, let's shell not talk suit. about that. All right. Um, uh, the gaming thing. I think it's. I get it. I mean, I I had I didn't have one of those Atari things with the cartridge. I actually had an Atari computer that you could program, and I used to kind of program games and play you should have to get a tape and wait 10 minutes for it to beat and you and then you could um and then you could play i don't think that was necessarily a great use of time and but it's worth thinking why it's not and it's the there's a whole cluster of things to talk about here but it's it's disembodied it's a, mm-hmm. a time vortex and it doesn't really get you relationally engaged with people and actual right. created things it is a it is an artificial and constructed world, however real it is, and whatever the game is, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes uh, it becomes a diversion from people in the same kind of way that social media relationships, scare quotes, do. Right. Um, we actually find that we know people less, and there's all the yeah, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about there. Um, I don't think I'd want to say about adults. It does pro it does prolong adolescence too, to some degree. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to be too harsh, but because um, I, I wouldn't point fingers, you know, at adults playing some games. I get that decompressing and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, it can just and going back to this, if you're a if you're a father and you got kids right, and right. you're playing video games too much, obviously, you know, you're doing that on your own. Right, well, maybe right. Not obviously, but you, you're probably doing it on your own. Yeah, it's valuable I, family time. I think I think I can see it just about, but as in in the sense that I can see a space for it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just have a hard time imagining many things that it's better than. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to. We don't want to become a kind of a, a church full of legalists who who have these really super simplistic metrics by which we measure maturity uh, in household context. And a guy who plays computer games is just on a lower rung. We don't don't want to say that. I guess I just want to flip it around and ask the the question in a positive way, Mm -hmm. especially for men who are fathers and husbands for that matter. What's the best thing you could do? Uh, I would be surprised if there's many times when the best thing you can do is to be absorbed in another world like that. Even if you were the super disciplined kind of guy who could just play for half an hour, decompress when the kids are already in bed and your wife's doing something else, you know, yep. I, I can just about see it, but I, I can, it's much easier for me to imagine other things that are more productive in just about every way. Right. My, uh, I'll admit my wife is much better about this than I am. But, you know, since we're talking about playing games, mm-hmm. one of the things she loves to take the initiative on is playing games with the older kids. Right. And right. playing dominoes. Board games. Mexican uh, train dominoes. Or yeah, yeah. Cards. Yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. are learning cards. And 
And I think that's great. That's mm. really interactive. You get, you see their personality, right. Um, yeah. come out and they're relating to each other. Yes. Sometimes not always perfectly, but, but, but those are the interesting, interesting games, aren't they? Where the, the, the game becomes a platform for the expression of personality. Yeah. Like chess is like that. And this is not a plug for chess, but card games are like this yeah. where you, you, you suddenly realize especially with I mean, if you're playing card games whether you're playing with a partner like bridge i've never played bridge but you can play um games where you there's get a, to know your partner yeah, yeah. you get you, you, this you start to, oh i see what you're doing uh -huh. and, and there, yeah. there is that kind of uh, monopoly we found this as well that monopoly is a place where people's personalities really show through not always the best bits of people's personalities yeah. we used to play that a little bit i'm going to teach my kids euchre what's this, that euchre it's like euchre. a really dumbed down bridge uh, right okay yeah yeah have you ever played jenga with your kids yeah jenga r reveals the personalities of kids yeah so because you've got some who are super cautious and <laughs> and really want to try and preserve the shape <laughs> of this tower and other people who will deliberately try to you know yank the piece out as fast yeah, as they, they can love, or, or actually, they'll they don't try and make losing. it as unstable yes. as possible yes. by removing two at the bottom That'd be tame. yeah i wonder who that would be um <laughs> All right. So what else we got here? We got a couple of other thoughts. I mean, I just thought one guy, it was just fascinating. And this was again, quite insightful. I thought, um, just, I have times when I let my mind unwind, sitting on the patio, taking a walk, taking a bath, sleeping, say yeah. a bath I, I wasn't going to mention I remember that. that. You oh, you have a... Hot and cold baths. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not sure it was a stress reliever, but some of my best ideas or clearest moments of thought come when I step away from it all. I mean, the interesting thing here is that there is a ton of um, neuropsych research on this about mm. firstly about the 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 finite capacity of the human mind within a given time <clears throat> you can't actually work at peak intensity for 12 hours mm -hmm. you know if you're really grinding it out with something demanding you've only, right. you may have three or four hours cognitive high level work and then you have to step away or you have to do something which is more mechanical answering 50 emails whatever it is um, but also just the giving yourself time to unwind mentally you know th this doesn't look like a guy who's taking a walk looking at facebook as he's walking along it right. looks like he's actually decompressing and unwinding and one of the best books i've read on that by um gasly adam gasly i forget the name of it but it's a very good book about the the way in which our minds work or don't work when we're compressing them full of things all the time hmm. it just makes the point that in the past, we had lots of natural mental downtime. Right. And if you're standing in line to buy a cup of coffee, you just, nothing you can do. Yeah. You just stand and look at other people. And But now we're always able to be mentally engaged and we don't get the natural mental breather. Mm -hmm. And this is the... Um, inserting those mental spaces into the day isn't it which i again it reminds me i sometimes have ideas for sermon illustrations when i'm going for a run yeah you know 20 30 minutes and it's like oh ideas popping into my head because i don't know why i mean i actually get them after sleep sometimes Do yeah you get yeah. that yeah well that's be you know why that is that's because your brain is still processing mm. the thoughts while you're asleep and um pianists have noticed this it's loads of research been done on this um, you have there's a pianist who spoke to um, a sleep scientist and explained what happens. Be working on a really tricky passage you can't quite get right. Right. Maybe working on it for two or three hours one evening, can't get it right. Goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, and plays it straight away. 
first time. And the reason is because your brain is processing even during the downtime. Mm. So again, I'm just having a nap. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you're only getting five hours sleep a night, well, maybe you need to change that. But if your schedule allows for it, again, maybe Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, I, I always think it's a shame to have to have a nap on Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Maybe we should, talk, we should talk about how best to use the Lord's Day another time. Let's yeah, save that. Yeah. But um, actually, it's much more constructive. Again, maybe back to our gamer friends. If you really need to unwind, we'll just have a nap. Sure. Or actually unwind or, or try going for a walk. Just clear your head and, and see if that doesn't help better. Yep, absolutely. I think we're almost at the end of these um, this email chain. I shoot once a month, fishing, <laughs> shooting, general homesteading, pickleball. I thought that's interesting. I, I, I think, yeah, go shooting once a month. Yeah, that's, that's manageable. Not three times a week, you know, not if you're a dad. It's just not, where, probably where, not, are you, not less, where are you going to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Again, you got property to do it on. Yeah. Maybe. And the general homesteading, I just think that's fascinating. As mm -hmm. there's, there's a way, and I noticed it last night. I'll tell you, I was. We got a lot of cooks, by the way, in our. Oh, I didn't mention among that. our congregation, don't we? Grill, I, I grill masters, that. maybe grill masters, people who smoke things. Yes, yeah. But th there's a way of turning a, a task into something that's fulfilling. Mm. Absolutely, and it's the attitude you take to it. I, I had to put the Christmas tree lights up last night, and then I had the uh, the obligatory half <laughs> I saw hour. Saw you post about that. <laughs> obligatory <laughs> half hour searching for the timer switches, which had evaporated. You put it and... with the Christmas tree. Yeah, I know. I can never find. <laughs> Anyway, I found them eventually. Okay. Um, but it's interesting. You know, it's kind of late by the time I finished. But I thought, yeah, I've got that done. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little tiny thing. It's, it's nothing. It took a couple of hours fiddling around with all the cables and stuff. But once it's done, there was this sense of having turned something which was a job into something where there's a little tiny sense of accomplishment. No, it's not much, yeah. right? You put the Christmas tree lights up. But if we can do the same with all of the other tasks that we've got to do around the house. You've got right. to do your yard. I need to find a way of wiring, not wiring up, connecting up a, a, a new gas pipe to our outside grill hmm. because it's leaking. So if you, if you see, hear a loud explosion Kaboom. from North Fort Worth, you'll know why. Yeah. Um, maybe get a specialist in. But um, turning, turning the tasks we need to do into an opportunity to relieve stress. I think that's, if you can get that, and if you can do it with your kids, if you can do it with your kids, all, all that's more. great because you're then you're cultivating a family life, which is simultaneously it's relationally rich yep. because kids it's productive. Everything is in order. You're, you're working hard, but you're not working hard in a way where you're getting stressed about it because you're doing a lot of different things. Yeah. And we're taking control of our attitude to what we have to do. Mm, absolutely. Cultivating the right attitude. Yeah. Final words for us, Pastor Shaw. Yeah, just I was uh, hugely encouraged, honestly, yeah, by this conversation because our guys have a number of hobbies, a variety. Mm. They they show a, a great deal of maturity, and I just know yeah, I'm thinking of one guy in particular who lives a good ways out, and I mean he involves his kids with a whole bunch of things. Oh yeah, like take you know slaughtering animals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not, yeah. not in my speed, but hey. Yeah, I don't know what would happen you know? if I started doing that. No, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not doing that here in Benbrook, so yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. any animals anyway. Yeah. My, my final exhortation, I think, would be if the question resonates with you, what can you do to relieve stress? Mm. Try something new and embodied. Mm -hmm. 
physical yeah that you've not done before doesn't need to be expensive um get a wood carving set and some chisels or or just go around the house and one of a pet obsession of mine clean and align all the little covers over the electrical outlets there you go you know but but work around the property if you yeah. have a property to, to look after um something to do with cooking something to do with mm. something creative and physical yeah especially if you spend 10 hours a day sitting at a desk mm. yeah absolutely great questions guys love you guys very much and um this was a really thought-provoking discussion i hope our contribution to it has been helpful to you um we'll be seeing you in a couple of days by which time well that that will happen before this podcast comes yeah. out next week but um that'll do for us i think lord bless you bye for now <laughs>